We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Friday, it is September 24th, it's 2021. We have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Yes, end of September, 15 baseball games. Some teams battling for a playoff spot, but uh, we're going to talk about it all. Got my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Normally I'm pretty burnt out on baseball by this time of the season, and I don't want to bet anything. But I still find myself betting large amounts of money and football. So life is good. Yeah, I mean, so with the Red Sox being like in this race, I it's kept me way more pumped up for baseball than I usually am at this time of the year. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like I am I am loving this like AL East battle right now. And I mean, like um, even the National League is fun to kind of watch with some of these teams battling. Um, so, I mean, it's fun. You forgot about the Mariners still being in it. No, I know they are. Like, that's that's the AL just in general. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, the Athletics have 82 wins, and, like, they're almost mathematically out. Like, that's how good the AL is this year. Is oh, the Athletics, yeah. yeah. I thought you said the Astros. I'm like, eh? No, the Astros, I mean, I think they need, what, two more wins or one more win? Um, I think they can clinch with a, two more wins. Um, but, I mean, it's baseball, and it's playoff time. So, a lot to talk about, a lot to get through here. I mean, like I said, 15 games, and um, we get started with Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. This game, it, 
is I think I saw one book have it at eight and a half, but overall not really many totals out for this one. Um, it looks like it's going to be an opener situation for Pittsburgh. Howard followed by Miguel here. Um, and then Kyle Gibson pitching for Philly here. Any interest in this Pittsburgh situation? Nope. Yeah, I mean, I don't think either one of these guys are going to throw over like 60, 65, 70 pitches. So I'm going to pass. Um, you're going to have to talk me off of playing some Kyle Gibson today, Grant. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. Philly's playing for something. If he's pitching well, I have a hard time not seeing him, you know, go six, seven innings in this spot at 7,900. Yeah, it's kind of tough not to want to play him. I mean, he's 7.9K. It's a perfectly reasonable price tag. He wasn't striking out a ton of guys, but he's really come back into things with the last two games, striking out nine and seven. He's looking good. So a matchup versus Pittsburgh. I mean, they're just they're just bad. They're not good. They're great. Great strikeout matchup. Like the only reason to not play him is if he's gonna be very high owned, because I think there's some other cheaper options and slightly more expensive options that you can definitely go with. But outside of that, like Gibson absolutely in play is one of the better plays on the slate. Um, Pittsburgh bats. I mean, I really don't have a ton of interest in Pittsburgh bats here. I mean, Gibson generates a ton of ground balls against righties. I mean, lefties, he's been a, done a great job this season of even limiting the power. I mean, I mean, you could always make a case for Reynolds or Yoshi, but overall, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking at Pittsburgh here. No interest in Pittsburgh. Kyle Gibson's pretty solid overall pitcher. Pittsburgh's not good. It's not going to be terribly hot in Philly. Yeah, no real interest. I mean, the other side, the Philly bats. I mean, the, Sam Howard's a lefty open in this game. They got a righty that comes in after him here. Um, any interest in the Philly bats? I think you can. They, I can't. I can never remember how to say his last name, so I'm not even gonna bother. But the righty coming in after Howard, um, he's not great. He's not terrible. Like he had all right Triple A numbers. His numbers so far in the majors have been just decent. But he has given up a lot of fly balls and a decent amount of hard contact to righties, especially. But he's probably going to end up doing that to both sides of the plate. Although he does have a pretty decent changeup. So Harper, Segura. Real, like anyone who can just hammer the ball because he's going to give up a lot of fly balls. So pretty much the one through five hitters and catch if you really want to. I mean, like I said, his numbers against righties aren't great, giving up a 273 ISO. It's a very, very small sample size, but he looks like he's going to be a guy that goes up a decent amount of bombs. So it'd be all the power bats in the lineup. All of them are reasonably priced. I mean, Harper's 6K, but he's absolutely worth it. Seguro's 5.8 or 4.8K, a little bit expensive. He's probably least on my list, but Brad Miller and McCutcheon, both under 4K. Odubel leading off 4.1K. Like all solid price tags, considering what pitches they're going up against. I wish it was a little hotter over there, but I'll absolutely play these Philly bats. All right, moving on here, we got Texas at Baltimore. Um, another kind of opener situation. I mean, it is the end of September. We see this a lot towards the end of the year. Uh, nine total in this game, nine and a half some places. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, Texas is it's Howard it's and then Howard Anderson. And then, yeah, Anderson. We're not playing those guys. Um, any interest here in Alexander Wells on the other side? Probably not. He's not good. I know Texas isn't good. It's an interesting spot, but like it's bad versus bad. 
What what do you want? Really I, mean, I, get, <laughs> I mean, I get that he's 5.1K, but he's probably not going to go much over 80 pitches. And he's just not very good. I'm, I am I can't do it. I mean, this is – I feel like this is like a sneaky game to stack because, I mean, neither, none of these pitchers are good. And, I mean, let's start with the Texas bats. Like, Wells has a 15% K rate. 456 Woba against righties. They're going to load this lineup up with righties. They're not great, but I mean, this guy's not good. So, I mean, I think we're looking at some of these bats here. Yeah. I mean, I can absolutely go with Garcia. Um, 4.7K, but he's a solid overall bat. Ibanez, pretty solid 4.4K. The problem is some of these bats are a little expensive, but I think that might keep enough people off of them. Like, it's pitching, they're pitching in a solid ballpark for hitting. They're not good pitchers. The Baltimore bullpen behind them is just terrible. Like, it, it's just a beautiful spot. The problem is they're all bad bats, but I don't care. I'll play anyone. DJ Peters, Ibanez, Solak, Lowe, Garcia, IKF. I'll, I'll play any of these guys. Like, Wells is not good. The bullpen is very bad. I don't really care. These guys are at least AAA caliber hitters going up against a AAA caliber pitcher and probably double a caliber bullpen oh man this is uh the bats are just so interesting i think it's more of like two secondary stacks for me but i mean i definitely have interests in these righties and then on the baltimore side of things i mean howard's gonna give up a lot of fly balls and hard contact the lefties so mullins definitely in play for me i like mancini mount castle hayes um I mean, I think both these teams' secondary stacks stand out to me. Oh, I'll full stack Baltimore. I will absolutely full stack Baltimore. I mean, you got Hayes and Mancini going up against righties that really aren't great. I mean, Anderson coming in behind, he don't have a huge sample size in the majors, but he's not striking out anyone. He's giving up hard contact at almost 50% rate, fly balls at a 40% rate, giving both of them up to pretty high clips at both sides of the plate. So Mancini, Hayes, far too cheap at 3.2K each. Mountcastle, I'll play at any given matchup, and he's 4.4K. He's a little bit cheaper than he probably should be. Mullins is an actual all-star and very good. He's by far the best play in this stack, but I'll play Santander. I'll play Severino. Like, I'll play any of the 2K guys just to get a cheaper stack so I can pay it for pitching or pay it for a secondary stack. I love Baltimore. While Texas might be more of a secondary stack, Baltimore is a full-on stack for me. I absolutely love them today. All right, um, moving on. We got Washington at Cincinnati, Espano against Gray in this one. This game currently at a nine total, and the Reds a uh, one eighty favorites. Any interest here in Espano? Espano? No, Espano. Espano. Uh, not sure. Uh, no, like Reds are a tough team, good hitting team, probably an average strikeout team. Espano is not a great pitcher. Not above average strikeout pitcher. This is just, and it's in a bad ballpark. Can't do it there. I mean, this guy has run into some good matchups recently. So maybe you get some ownership. Like he faced Colorado, he faced Miami, uh, struggled in the Atlanta start, had a decent start against Philly, pitched well against the Mets. Um, I mean, he's run into some good like matchups, but I mean, Cincinnati, they don't strike out. They're patient. They have a lot of power throughout the lineup. I think this is a really bad spot. Uh, and then on the other side, I mean, Sonny Gray, I, I think is interesting at 8,600. He's not my favorite, not someone that like I wouldn't recommend, 
This lineup, especially towards the bottom, a lot of strikeouts, but the middle of this lineup doesn't strike out a ton. Um, what are your thoughts here on Sonny Gray? Yeah, I mean, the worry is his pitch count. I mean, he did get up to 100 pitches going up against St. Louis, but he's been right around 60 to 80. They've let him pretty much just go five or six innings for some reason. Like, he's been efficient. He's been getting through the lineups pretty quickly, but I worry that they might not give him a huge leash. I'm not going to argue with it. Other arms that I probably prefer, um, but, like, I'm not going to argue with him. It's just I worry about how, what his pitch count is going to be, and if he gets into a little bit of trouble, he's probably not going to go that late into the game. Um, let's start bats here. Anything standing out to you for Washington? No. Nah, no, Gray's a solid pitcher. I mean, you could always play Juan Soto. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Reds' bats? I mean, I think you can definitely play him. It's been, you know, gives up a whole lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Not really that much better against either side of the plate. Gives up a whole lot more power to righties than he does to lefties because he gives up a ton of fly balls. So I'm, I'm fine with either side of the plate, though. So Castellanos, obviously. India, obviously. Both of them are expensive. Vado, same thing. And you can go with any of the other guys like Farmer, Suarez, Barnhart, Schrock, if he's in there, is pretty darn cheap at 2.3K. I guess Bingo's not a bad pitcher, but he does give up a bunch of power. So anyone who can hit the ball at the ballpark, go up and throw them in your lineups. Yeah, I mean, I think the Reds, I mean, they're they're obviously still in it and they're kind of expensive. So I think if I'm playing Cincinnati, it's a stack. It's the great American small park. Um, I definitely don't mind taking some shots here on the Reds. Um, I mean, one of the most important series of the weekend, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, this is what you want to see. I mean, to to make the playoffs, you got to beat the Yankees. So this game has a nine total. It's a pick em game, as it should be. It's Garrett Cole. It's Nathan Eovaldi. It's going to be a, a fantastic baseball game. Talk to me here about Garrett Cole. I mean, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole, but the Red Sox are the Red Sox. How's that for analysis? Um, Cole, Boom. absolutely fantastic. 35% K rate. Potential Cy Young. I don't know where every race seems to be beating him out right now. Did get beat up in his last start, but the guy doesn't matter the matchup. He still has 15K upside in any given matchup here. We have seen him put up big games against pretty much every team. We've seen him put up a 35-point game just a month and a half ago against the uh red Sox, so he's in play for tournaments i don't know i kind of want to wait and see where projections kind of have him at because this is a very tough matchup in a very tough ballpark here but he's garrett cole there's a lot of other high price guys on this slate one is very expensive um but all of them are kind of in rougher spots um so or coming off the aisle so it's kind of tough to figure out where to pay up for i think if Cole's not going to garner a lot of ownership, I think it's a decent way to go going with him. I mean, it's it's a guy with a huge strikeout rate against a team that doesn't strike out very often. So, I mean, it could go either way. It really could. Uh, he's averaging 19 fantasy points in three outings against this team this season. And, I mean, he has 25 strikeouts in 19 innings against this team. So the strikeouts have been there. Just a good lineup. So I'm with you. I think you look at the ownership. Um, Nathan Eovaldi on the other side. I mean, Nathan Eovaldi is a good pitcher too. He's been pitching fantastic this season. What are your thoughts on Eovaldi here? Yeah, Eovaldi has been so good recently. I think I really like him on today's slate. Again, it's all going to depend on ownership. 
I don't know where it's going to end up coming out. I think both these guys come in lower on because of the nine total in this game. But Eovaldi, I mean, he's been pitching fantastic recently, like absolutely fantastic, averaging over 20 points over his last five games. You look at his numbers over the last 30 days, and he's at 35% K rate. This lineup does have a whole lot of strikeouts in it, or at least they're above league average. I have a whole lot of power, too, and Eovaldi does give up a little bit of hard contact. So it's a risk-reward spot. Again, tournaments, if he's not going to garner a ton of ownership, you absolutely play him. If he's going to be very highly owned, you probably shy away from him just because he can get blown up in this matchup. But main thing is he doesn't walk a ton of guys. He has great control, so he's going to be coming at all these bats, and that's a good thing going up against a Yankees team that walks at a just massive clip. Yeah, I mean, bats in this game, Grant, like you could target, I think, home run power from either side as like one-offs, but I just, I don't see myself stacking either one of these teams. I don't know if they're going to come at super low. Like there's nothing, numbers don't really point towards playing them just because they're going up against some incredible pitchers that probably aren't going to get blown up. The Yankees have a great bullpen behind Cole anyways, but it's still... Like, these are two very good offenses in a very good ballpark. If they're going to come in at no ownership, I think you stack them. Like, it's strictly a game theory thing, knowing that any pitcher can get beat up any day. But, like, yeah, just based off of the numbers, like, the thing that kind of worries me a little bit is the nine total here, and it's pretty close to pick them. Both these teams have a fairly high run total. I think they might get entirely overlooked because of the matchups. So it does make sense in tournaments, or you can search for one-off power bats, but I think you're just better off looking elsewhere and guys with better matchups. Miami at Tampa. Another opener situation. Um, Cabrera against Yarbrough as the long reliever here. Um, eight total. Tampa's a 310 favorite. They're a huge favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Cabrera? Not against Tampa. Tampa's too good. Cabrera's really struggled. He's really struggled with control. Tampa Bay knows how to work the count. Even though he's 6.2K, there's cheap guys that I'd rather go with. Uh, Yarbrough's been struggling big time. And the fact that they're not letting him start in this game makes me think that, like, 70 to 80 pitches is where he ends up here instead of, like, anything over 80. What are your thoughts on Yarbrough? Can't do it. 7.2K with how much he's been struggling. I know it's a matchup versus the Marlins, and I love targeting pitchers versus the Marlins, but he's just been so bad, and he's not a particularly high strikeout pitcher, so he has to be efficient. Don't think he's going to have a huge leash. I, I just can't do it. Um, Miami Bats. Even though I struggled, probably. I'm not going there, yeah, especially in say. Tampa Bay. Probably pass for me. And then on the Tampa side, I mean, we'll have to see if Nelson Cruz is back in the lineup or not. He's He was sick. It was non-COVID related from what I was reading. Um, Franco on the IL. I mean, I think my favorite bat from Tampa here is Zanino. Quietly has 31 homers on the season, 4,300 for a catcher with power. Yeah, I like Zanino. I think I prefer the lefties. Like, I'll absolutely play Zanino. I mean, Cabrera gives up a decent amount of hard contact to righties, but he's been giving up a ton to lefties, like sitting at 48% hard contact rate, 
27% line drive rate, not getting much ground balls, giving up a 385 ISO. Like Lau, Choi, Meadows, all guys that I will plan that I plan on using quite a bit of. Like Cabrera, he's going to be a solid pitcher one of these days. This could be the matchup where he comes out and he does well, but his changeup is just not getting whiffs and it's getting hit hard. His slider has been fine. But because of that, I want to go with the lefties here with some power. And so Meadows, Choi, Lau all really stand out to me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't mind like a secondary stack, but I also know this game is in Tampa. I also worry about <laughs> Tampa pinch hitting and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. they're, they're kind of on cruise control at this point, but I mean, I mean they're, they're still, still going to win. They got to win a couple more games, but I mean, they're on, they're on cruise control. Um, yeah, and I guess home field advantage is pretty close to lock too, but it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, I mean, Astros lose a couple games. Tampa wins a couple games. And... They're going to lose tonight. I didn't even check. Got... I've already lost. We got the White Sox and the Indians in this one. Dylan sees going up against Bieber. Seven total, and the White Sox, a 145 favorite. Any interest here in Dylan sees? Yes. Like I said, everyone kind of at the top kind of has a very – tough matchup cease has probably the best matchup of them i mean the cleveland strikes out a pretty high clip cease has 10 plus strikeout upside i think he could end up being one of the chalkier pitchers on the slate i think it's rightfully so this is just a fantastic strikeout matchup a guy with 32 percent k rate been doing very well recently outside of one start versus boston which who can blame him for that like it's just a Good spot for a very good pitcher with a huge amount of upside. Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern is just like pitch count ceiling for Dylan C's. Um, I mean, uh, you know, talk about like teams that are kind of on cruise control. The White Sox are on cruise control. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's my only concern. I don't think they have a chance for home field. They've definitely clinched the division. And I mean, they want C's to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think like 85 is more likely than 105 for Dylan C's. Um, but I mean, I think all these guys have like asterisks next to their name for the most part. So yeah, I don't mind taking shots. Um, Shane Bieber coming back from the IL. Um, they sound like it's going to be about a 75 pitch count. Um, I mean, at 11-3, even if this is the B team, I'm not playing. Yeah, no, I just can't do it. White Sox is a pretty solid hitting team. 75 is not nearly enough pitches. We don't know what form is going to come in. Not doing it. Um, Bats on the White Sox? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing any bats from this game. Yeah, same. I mean, it's Bieber's still, even if he's a little rusty, he's still a very good pitcher. Cease is a very good pitcher. I just can't can't play anyone from this game. It's a fifteen game slate. We're not playing yeah. anybody from this game. <laughs> Done. Moving on. Kansas City, Detroit. We got Hernandez against Mize facing off in this one. Nine total pick'em game. Any interest here in Carlos Hernandez? Kind of. He's cheap. There's another cheap guy that I think I would prefer. He's going up against Detroit. Detroit's one of the highest strikeout teams in the league. They really don't work the count too much, which is the biggest problem with Hernandez is he 
walks a lot of guys. Outside of the Oakland game, he comes into this game play, pitching pretty well. I think you have to consider him. I think I, depending on where ownership lies, there's one cheap pitcher that I absolutely love today, which is a little bit more than Hernandez. But we'll see how Chalky ends up being like. I could use it as a pivot to get off Chalky. It's going to be Gilbert. Gilbert is the guy that I really like. Um, but Hernandez, like, could easily end up outscoring him. He's been solid recently. He's got a great matchup. So, yeah, Hernandez is one of the better point-per-dollar plays on the slate. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I definitely hear you. Um, I don't know if I end up on it, but, uh, I mean, I, I get it. 5,500 is just – that's the reason you're taking shots on him. The price, yeah, the matchup. Yeah, Detroit. You know I mean? yeah. yeah, so – I mean, this guy is capable of 20-plus fantasy points. He's done it a few times here recently. Um, I mean, the last time we faced this team, they crushed him, so who knows? Yep. But, I mean, small sample size alert. Casey Mize on the other side. I mean, I'm out. They're not going to go late not, enough. Yeah, they're not letting this guy go. Um, we'll play Casey Mize again next season at yeah. the beginning of the year. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Kansas City bats. I mean, they don't. I mean, outside of like Salvi, they really don't have a lot of guys to take advantage here. Mondesi has a ton of upside, but he's 5,900. It's just they're kind of pricey. Yeah, the bats I want to play are all too expensive. It's that simple. Like, sure, go ahead and play him, but Mize is not a bad pitcher. The bullpen behind him is not great, but like, it, it's still just not a fantastic spot and not great ballpark. The nine total is weird to me. I think that's too high. I'd probably bet the under on that. If you hear this in time. Um, Detroit bats, anything. Unless Hernandez is chalk. No, like I do. At 4,100 bat and lead off. Not bad. Yeah. Outside of that, just no Hernandez. I think it's good enough pitcher. I mean, you can search for one off power here, but Really, it's probably Badu, or you could probably go Haas, but realistically, I'm probably just staying away from all of them. St. Louis at Chicago, taking on the Cubs. This is the second game of the doubleheader, so only seven innings. Remember that when you're making your lineups. Um, night before, no um, no line in this game, and uh, it sounds like we're going to have Flaherty open and Kim coming after. We don't know how long Flaherty's going to go. I'd guess probably two or three innings. Um, and then Zach Davies pitching for the Cubs. Any interest here in this Cardinals situation? No, no. Flaherty's far too expensive. Kim's far too expensive. Like, these guys are both over 9K. How often do you see an opener long relief situation with both guys over 9K? I guess the Cubs, but no chance. Flaherty pays off this price tag. Very unlikely Kim does. Yeah, and I mean, project projection-wise, night before, we got 15 to 19-mile-an-hour winds blowing dead center. So, um, Zach Davies on the other side with those wind conditions, if it – I mean, I'm not playing Zach Davies regardless of the wind. No chance. So, um, Cardinals bats, I mean, I think they're a really good stack today. They're just – the price, yeah, like, this. what is the pricing on these guys? I don't get it. I, I know it's like a, a seven inning game. I get that, and I hate that. But like, 
Goldschmidt 33, Arnado 34, O'Neill 34. Like it, it's priced in for a seven inning game. They're on the road. You're losing maybe an at bat. Yeah, no, this is a super interesting spot. And I kind of like that they priced him down. Like it's still going up against Davies. They're still at least the away team. They're getting at yep. least seven innings. Like wind blowing out. I, I think you have to consider them with how hot they are and these price tags. And Davies is not good. Like Arenado, O'Neill, Goldschmidt, all very, very solid plays. I'll play any of them though at this price tag. I can do whatever. I can stack these guys up with Baltimore and fit in what Cole Andy Evaldi. I can fit Barnes into my lineup. Like I'm gonna stack St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm probably not playing the Cubs in this spot but i mean it wisdom is like a one-off is super interesting with his power with this wind schwindel at 2800 i hate using the first base spot but i mean if the wind is really like i'm gonna have to see what roth has to say check weather edge and see but i mean it's looking like we're getting like big wind blowing out the center field yeah no if the wind is what it is i'll play a little three man with this schwindel Contreras, wind wisdom like all these guys can hit bombs. I get Flaherty's good. Kim's a decent enough pitcher, but like you're getting well, look, they're probably getting unless they're ahead in the bottom of the seventh, you're getting 20, 25%, whatever it is, less at bats from them. And it's more likely to affect the guys at the bottom of the order. So going with Contreras, Wisdom, Schwindel, like. This is a perfect secondary stack that I still think people might shy away from, even though they're super cheap. You have to consider it. Like, with winds blowing out, this is just the weirdest situation I've seen in DFS all year. It only took six months. but I like that they priced them down. Yeah. I hope that people are still like, no, I'm not doing that in a 7-8. I'm not stacking up a 7-8 game. I'll absolutely stack up a 7-8 game at these prices with the wind blowing out. Yeah, I mean, the pricing just makes it super interesting. There's so much you can do with these guys. It's not like, I mean, you're not getting Flaherty pitching deep and Kim's a lefty. The guys I want to play are righties anyway. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, this is a this is a really interesting, interesting spot. Yep. So. All right, we got the Mets and the Brewers. McGill um, going up against Corbin Burns in this one. Eight total. Brewers are 155 favorites. Um, any interest here in McGill? I can't do it. He's facing too many lefties. He really struggles versus lefties. He's a ton of fly ball, hard contact. Solid ballpark for lefties, solid ballpark for power. I, I'm, I'm not playing McGill. I mean, I feel like... I feel like the Mets have just, um, I mean, they had just fallen on their face. Um, they had a stretch there where I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Um, I'm not playing McGill either. Burns on the other side. I mean, I, I don't mind. Oh, four. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him, like, raw points-wise, but he he's up there today. Like, uh, I get it. When you're looking at like the Yankees Red Sox matchup for those pitchers, Montas getting Houston, Bieber not throwing deep into the game, 
I mean, Barrios is someone that we'll talk about, but I mean, yeah, just I don't know if I could pay 12 4. I'm trying to figure out if you can. Let's see. I'm going to make a I'm making a Burns Garrett Cole double stack right now. Well, just and play the Cubs game. You'll, that's you'll exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have money left over. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, made, I have enough I have enough salary for a 3-4 stack with Garrett Cole and Burns. And I can throw in Fran Mill if I want, or Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wouldn't normally have interest. Again, I'm going to look where ownership is. But with this Cubs game, I, I think that, like, if the wind's blowing out, Burns becomes instantly more viable. It's going to be a weird way to do things. Honestly, going to be some of the weirdest lineups I've had all year. But I'll play some Corbin Burns if the wind is blowing out in Wrigley. And I'll probably play some Corbin Burns regardless because there's a super cheap pitcher, Gilbert, that we're getting to. Um, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to pay this price. But, I, I mean, I definitely could see you using Burns here. My only concern is the Brewers are kind of locked in. So he's gone over 100 in his last two, though. Yeah. I mean, they just clinched the wild card yesterday, I think. So, I mean, they're three and seven over the last 10. Cardinals are 10 and 0. They were making a, the Cardinals are making a push. Anyway, um, uh, bats in oh, this yeah, game. Actually, yeah, let me look at it. Um, no interest in the Cardinals bats. You mean the Mets yeah. bats? Yeah, no interest in the Mets back. Sorry. Yeah, the Cardinals still can't make the division, right? Who? The Cardinals? Yeah. They could win the wild card. They're they're in the second spot. Well, no, the they can't take the division. No, they can't win the division. Like, yeah, they're seven and a half out. They can't win. The yeah. Division. Yeah. Um, um, no interest in the Mets bats. I'm actually, assuming. they can win the division. Because I think it's, there's nine games left. So if for some reason the Brewers lost every game and the Cardinals won every game, they could technically still win the division. They've only clinched a wild card spot. They haven't clinched the division. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no interest in the Mets. Any interest here in the Brewers bets? I think they're a sneaky stack today. Like McGill is a solid overall pitcher, but struggles versus lefties. I and mean, we got Yelich under 4K. We got Wong under 4K. We got Escobar. 4.2 Navarez, 4.2 Vogelbach, 2.2. I love the lefties here. I love the stack. I really like it. I don't think they're going to be heavily owned. And I think they could put up a big game going up against Miguel, who just, like I said, gives up tons of fly balls and hard contact to lefties. So he he's, could struggle here. I really like the Brewers. All right, to cores we go. Giants, Rockies, 11 and a half total. Giants a 195 favorite. Alex Wood going up against Peter Lambert. Um, let's start here with Alex Wood. Any interest in him? Nope. It's cores. Yeah, I mean, it's cores. He's a good pitcher. Um, 8,400 is a little enticing, but I think we have enough. I think we have enough options on the slate, not to play him in this one um any interest here in peter lambert nope it's course 
I mean, and, and it's the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Peter Lambert, I think, since. Was it 19? 2019? Um, low strikeout guy. Gives up a lot of hard contact. Struggle with home runs. You know, started the season in single A this year. You know, kind of battling injuries to get back to the majors. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not even going to hide this. The the Giants are by far my favorite stack on the slate. Um, Yaz four point six, Lestella three point nine. Um, I mean, with Crawford, Bryant, Belt, Posey, all these guys, Wade. But I love, I love the Giants. I love playing the Giants anyway. And now I get him in cores going up against this guy. I mean, he's supposedly like a top prospect, but I mean, prove prove me wrong. Like it. I mean, prove me wrong. Yeah, no, not doing it. Stacking up Giants, like it's, yeah, just play them all. Like Lambert's been all right in the minors. Last time he was in the majors, did not do well, and that could have been Coors. But this is just a beautiful spot for the Giants. Um, Rockies. Any interest in the Rockies here? Not enthused, but it's Rocky. It's Coors. Like they're Dude, cheap. Story story is four point three K face. Corona is three point four K. Yeah. Yeah, like they make a cheap. It's pricing is so interesting today. They make I like it, man. Day. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna make lineup building really easily. But uh, yeah, it's Coors. Like. All the Woods a solid overall pitcher, but you got some great hitters in Crone and Story platooning out in cores for far too cheap. And then everyone else in the lineup, no one's over 4.3K. Like, this is a cheap core stack. You take cheap core stack, regardless of pitcher. And Wood is only really slightly above average. He hasn't been great over the last month. I like Rogers too, 3.7K. Um, he has really good numbers against left-handed pitching this season as well. So, ah, oh, course. Anyway, moving on. Toronto going up against Minnesota. Um, nine total in this game. Blue Jays a one fifty-five favorite. Barrios against Ober. Any interest here in Barrios? Eh, I guess. Like he's been pretty solid. Recently, been pretty solid on the season. 9.5K, like I said, a lot of the other guys that are pay- paying up for are either way too expensive or in tough matchups. Minnesota's got some below average or well above average strikeout hitters in the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, I think Barrios is probably one of the top spin-ups when you consider matchup. Like, he's been pitching great recently. Gosh, Gosh, playoff baseball is going to be so fun regardless of who gets into there. Um, but, yeah, like he's been pretty darn good. Hasn't had under 18 in the last five outings. Been up over 20 in most of those. Not a bad matchup outside of Arias at the top who doesn't strike out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, play Barrios. Yeah, I like Barrios going into Minnesota. Revenge. I know he just faced this team last time out, but he gets to go back to Minnesota. In this one, I mean, the bottom of this order, not very good. A lot of strikeouts. So I like Barrios here. And I mean, we talked about it. We've been talking about it the whole time. We like teams that are playing for something. 
this battle right now in the AL East is crazy. The Blue Jays are and still the right there. The AL East, not just the AL, the AL East. Yes, um, I'm saying the Mariners. The Mariners are yeah. also, it's the wild card battle, the AL wild card battle. Yeah, okay. It's still. Okay, I haven't had them bad. in the playoffs for 20 years. <laughs> just give me this. <laughs> I remember when we had A-Rod. No, I don't. Griffey. I started watching baseball the first year. A-Rod was gone and they didn't make the playoffs. I'm st- I've been waiting my entire baseball watching life to see the Mariners make the playoffs, and it still hasn't happened. I have a few Griffey Mariners jerseys. I have a Griffey Favorite all-time baseball player, by the way. Not in, like not even close to me. I, I don't think you're alone in that. It's... Yeah, I'm sure I'm not. Um, I would hope not. Guy was a gift. Um, Ober. 6,700 going up against Toronto. <laughs> I laugh no. because I just, I'm not playing anybody against this offense right now. Yeah, especially it's only going to go 80 pitches. Especially a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact with a ton of fly balls. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm targeting power bats here for Toronto. Targeting power bats for Toronto. So all of them. Yeah. Except for Jansen. Every single one of them. Yeah, no, play all play all the Blue Jays. Play none of the Twins. Um, I got nothing on the Twins. I'm with you. No real interest in them. Seattle the going up. Playoff against... contention, Seattle Mariners. <laughs> going up against the Angels. Eight total. Mariners is a 120 favorite. Gilbert Suarez. Any interest here in Logan Gilbert? Um, I think he's my favorite pitcher on the slate. He's 6,400. Dude has 26% K rate. He's going up against the Angels. Angels are not a great hitting team. They strike out an above average clip. It's a beautiful spot here. Gilbert strikes out both sides of the plate, does give up hard contact, does give up fly balls. So this can go south, but this price tag is just bad for a guy who's gotten over 20 in his last two and is a legit decent pitcher with good strikeout stuff. Oh, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'd classify him as one of my favorites, but I, I like him point per dollar wise. It's just, it's really going to come down to like, do I need to save money at pitcher today? Um, I mean, there's so many cheap bats that we like. Um, I like this spot a lot. He might give up one or two bombs in this game because he is more of a fly ball guy than anything else. Um, but I mean, this lineup just, they strike out at, I mean, I think they're the highest clip right now in baseball over the last month and a half. Um, they're at a very, very high clip. Like, it's crazy uh, how much this lineup is striking out. But I think, like, he could give up a couple bombs, but I still think he ends up with, like, eight Ks in this game. So, I'm in. Uh, I like it. Uh, Suarez on the other side of this game. Lefty going up against Seattle. They don't strike out a ton, but they do have a few guys in this lineup. Seager. Glenick, um, if Murphy's in there, like they all have pretty high strikeout rates, but I mean, overall, they don't walk a lot, they put the ball in play. I don't have a ton of interest here in Suarez. I mean, it's cheap, he's right there in that Gilbert Lent range. They aren't above average strikeout team, he's done a terrible ballpark. He's 6.3k, he's gotten up to 96 pitches in each of his last three outings. You could do worse, like, I, I definitely don't mind. I greatly prefer Gilbert, but. Honestly, if Gilbert's going to come in at like 40% ownership, I think Suarez is the pivot. Like, it's just that simple. This guy is 
probably an average pitcher. And this is an above average strikeout lineup. So yeah, like I Gilbert projects better, but Suarez is the easy pivot off of Gilbert at just a hundred dollars cheaper. Or you just don't need to spend up at all because there's so many. But I want Burns, and I well, I also want the Giants and the Blue Jays. How am I going to double stack them without Suarez or Gilbert or Hernandez? Seattle bats. uh, Anything standing out to you here for the Mariners? I mean, I target one off power bats. Hanniger, I think, is a solid overall play. Suarez, so far this season, not a huge sample size, but showing a little bit of reverse splits. So I think you can go with the lefties. Kalanick, 3.6K, has him pop. Not a bad idea. Torrens, if he's in the lineup there, not terrible. Seager, under 5K, solid overall play. But, I'm, yeah, I'm strictly just targeting the power bats here and probably just doing one-off power bats. Um, yeah, Hanniger for sure. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss after that, but Hanniger for sure. Um, any Angels bats here? Oh, t- besides Otani, no. But I mean, if Gilbert is going to come in and chalky, I mean, there's a chance I could just be way off on this. But if Hanniger is going to come in chalky, I think that like a nice little mini set because Walsh and Otani, like Gilbert gives up a 49% hard contact rate to lefties, 38% fly ball rate. Still strikes him out a decent clip, but you can go with like a little three man with Otani, with Walt, with Walsh, with Marsh. Like you can make a decent one. There is some power in this line. Granted, they strike out a huge clip, but he can easily give up a few bombs. If he's going to be chalky, then I will end up stacking against him too. Um, yeah, I mean, Otani, Walsh, I think are the two guys that I like the most here. And I mean, maybe Stassi at 2.6k at catcher. Uh, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, Gonzalez against Castellanos in this one. Um, nine and a half total. Dodgers, a 225 favorite. Any interest here in Gonzalez? Not going to go late enough into the game. It's a pretty solid matchup versus the Diamondbacks, but not great. He's probably not going to go anywhere close to paying off his price tag here. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have him go out, throw a few innings, um, work the bullpen a little bit. They just wanted to give Kershaw an extra day here. Um, no interest in Gonzalez and no interest in Castellanos um, going up against this Dodgers offense. Yep, none. Um, Bats. And they're the Dodgers. Yeah. Castellanos because of a lot of hard contact. They're the Dodgers. They're expensive. They're going to be fairly low on. They have over a six implied team total. Yeah, Dodgers play all the bats. Like I prefer the lefties slightly, but I'm not going to argue with bats with Turner, with Turner, with Smith. Like play all the bats. Arizona bats, um, Kettle Marte, but I mean overall, don't have a ton of interest here in Arizona. Yeah, I don't think I want to pay 4.9K for Cattell Marte. Former Mariner that got good afterwards. Um, yeah, Gonsolin is solid. Bolton behind him, solid. Not doing it. 
Houston at Oakland. We got Zach Granke going up against Frankie Montas in this one. Eight total. Pick him game. Any interest here in Zach Granke? No. No. Just it's just pretty much no. I mean, he's they not. They tried before. to price him to make us think about it. Yeah, but he's going up against at the at A's. Like he's not a high strikeout pitcher. He can be decent. Doesn't have a terribly long leash right now. I can't pay 7K for him up against the Astros or not Astros, the A's, just because this ballpark, it's not going to sway me enough. Um, yeah, Montas going up against Houston. We have, I think we have enough pitching on the slate where I don't have to take a shot on Montas, but I mean, I don't think he's the worst option. He's not, but I, I, I don't want to play a pitcher versus Houston. I know he's been fantastic recently. The 10.6K price tag, it, it's just it's just so weird on this slate where we could potentially have three – any one of the three guys over 10K, four guys over 10K that are viable, get 30 points, and I don't think any of them are going to come in at a ton of ownership. We'll wait and see where it's at. If he's going to be very low-owned, I could see playing some Montas lineups just because of how good he's been recently. And what a strikeout stuff has been recently, but it's just tough against a very low strikeout team. Used to maybe they bring out a terrible lineup and it becomes more viable. Any interest in the Houston Bats here? Now Montas is good. I mean, I think this game definitely game. I'm probably going to stay away from the Bats. Going to be in the mid to low 60s two solid pitchers i mean a low scoring game here i just so many offenses i like more than this game yeah i mean i'd be more apt to play the a's but still in this ballpark i don't think it's worth it all right we finish it out with atlanta atlanta at san diego no total in this game max freed going up against another opener situation with johnson opening and Chris Matt coming in and probably throwing like 50, 60 pitches. Um, any interest here in Max Frieden? Against the Padres, I mean, you could definitely do worse. His price pretty all right at 9.2K. He's been pitching really well recently. Padres have been struggling over the last month. Man, they've really fallen off a cliff. Have you like, looked at like ISO numbers for these guys over like the last 30 days? Not only just against like left-handed pitching, but like right-handed pitching too. Like they have really, really been struggling. Yeah, they have not been good, but they've been especially bad versus lefties. I mean, he's fine. Not the top of my list. You can play him, but I'm still worried about some of these bats, even though I probably shouldn't be with how they've been playing. I think it's going to come down to Babip here. Ground ball pitcher facing a team that's struggling. If Babip is on his side, I mean, he could have a good outing. On the San Diego, I don't want nothing to do with these pitchers. Um, yeah, nothing to do with these guys. Nope. And, like, Atlanta's in play like it's always in play. But, I mean, Freeman's expensive. Albie's expensive. Riley's expensive. Duvall's not terribly cheap if he's in the lineup. Like, Solaire is cheap, and I really like him. Darren knows pretty solid overall catch and play. But, yeah, I think Atlanta's fine, but there's so many other spots I'd rather go with. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the Atlanta Bats. I think they're an interesting stack. Soler is really cheap, like you mentioned. Any interest in the San Diego Bats? No, Freed is good. String ground ball pitcher, above average strikeout pitcher. I'm not doing it. Yeah, none of these guys are big fly ball hitters outside of maybe like Machado. And he's pricey. Um, I mean, it's hard not to have an interest in Machado and Tatis against the lefty, but even Machado's been like Machado's been one of the few guys hitting the ball recently. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here for the weekend. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Gilbert. I knew you were going to take him. I think I have to go Kyle Gibson going up against Pittsburgh. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? There's a lot of obvious ones. I'm going to go with McGill, though. I mean, it's really hard not to say Jack Flaherty. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, you can say Flaherty. (laughs) Freebie. You can go with Chris Matt. You can go with Kim. Like I just got, I just I boosted my overall record for the the year taking um Flaherty there. Over laugh four... when he is seamless through three innings. Yeah, probably make me make me eat my words. Um, still won't pay off the price tag, so I don't care. Over four K to go yard, not in course. Who do you got? Oh, gosh, um, you know I'm going with Mount Castle. All right, going off the board. I like it. Um, give me Vlad. Vlad. Taking the easy one. You're just trying to boost your stats. I'm boosting my stats. Well, I like, I like the, the Giants on the slate, and I can't pick cores, so there we go. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits, not in course. Yelich. All right, I like that one. I'm, I think I'm going to go – man, there's so many today. I'll go Solaire. I think. Yeah, I guess I'll go Solaire. I, I mean, I like McCutcheon too, but I'll go Solaire. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. One of the cheapest stacks on the slate, the Cardinals in seven innings. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> I like that one a lot. I'm going to go way off the board today and go Baltimore. That's the other one I was actually thinking about. What is the line in that game? It's pretty close to pick them. It's uh, nine and a half total. Some places still have it at nine. I'd take the over on nine, I think. Yeah. Points bet still has it at nine at even money. So there you go. Points bet won't let me put enough money on any games. (laughs) That's going to wrap it up for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking some more baseball. If you're looking for some NFL Grant and I posted the week three NFL podcast earlier today. I've seen this dude twice today. So make sure you guys check that out. It has. That's a wrap it up. Have a great weekend. Good luck. We'll see you guys again on Monday. See you kids.